What's up, everybody? It is Casey with Two Worlds Podcast, and with me as always, it's the Reader Repulsa to my Goldar. It's Jake. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. You know, I don't think that I yell at you as much as Reader Repulsa yells at Goldar. Yeah, but there is still like the weird people that are shipping us together. Like I'm sure they have. I mean, there is just an insane amount of sexual tension on this show at all times. So yeah, just like that. a mighty morphin powering. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how was your week, man? Oh, it was good. I just spent the whole week down in uh, Evansville, hanging out with the lovely lady, and then got back into Shellyville, and I could not sleep a wink. So I don't think I went to bed till about four a.m. So I'm, I woke up at six. So I'm not doing the best that way. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm going to have to reread some of these comics that I read this week to, you know, see if I like them more later on, but yeah, otherwise I'm not too bad. How about you? Uh, yeah, um, I was all right. I, I saw a uh, Spider-Man over the weekend and started the new season of the Witcher. So there's a lot of good stuff happening. Right on buddy. Okay, well, we can hop into the news. There's a lot of news this week. There's so a good bit, yeah. I'll, uh, you know, you just, you do you and you tell me when you want me to do me. <laughs> okay, so I'll, like, first little thing, we got the first look at Moon, the Moon Girl TV series. It starts with Lawrence Fishburne being like, hey, I'm Lawrence Fishburne. You may know me as Morpheus. And he goes through his whole, like, IMDb page and you're like, when are you going to stop? And he's like, I'm making Moon Girl. Here's your first look. And then like the art style is really weird. It almost just looks like it would be the intro to a series, but it's actually not. It's just, you know, like, I don't think it's supposed to be. It's just whatever, like Devil Dinosaur looks pretty dang cool, but it's just kind of like a out there art style. So I don't know how, how it's going to be. And it doesn't really matter what I think of it because <laughs> believe it or not, a 30 year old dude is not the target audience. So whatever. But did you see, happen to see this trailer? I did see it. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. Animation does look odd, but uh, you know, it could be really cool. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know if I, you know, if it's one of those things where uh, I'll get to it right away when it comes out, but I am still slightly interested. Yeah, one thing I was thinking, and this is like 100% just my crazy brain. When we were kids, there was a show called Mighty Max, and there's other cartoons that did this too. But it'd be like really cool if Moon Girl took a page out of those type of shows where it was like, you know, like, oh, Moon Girl, since she's supposed to be super smart, if at the end of every episode, she'd be like, oh, today we talked about this you know, thing in history or science and then explains that like it's a kid's show. Just do that type of stuff. Toss that in there. Be fun. I know that's not going to keep their attention as well, but that's just a thought I had since she's, you know, ultra smart. I agree. I mean, they keep saying that she's, you know, one of the smartest in the Marvel universe. So let, let's see why teach me yeah. some stuff. Yeah. Be nice. We could actually learn some science stuff that we, you know, Shelbyville didn't <laughs> teach us. Okay, so Blue Beetle is not going to be released on HBO Max right away. It's going to get a theatrical release. So we'll see how that does. That's pretty cool, I guess. I actually was hoping it would just stay on HBO Max. But, you know, I mean, either way, I'm still probably going to see it unless it just looks terrible when it, you know the trailer drops. Right. I definitely plan on seeing it, too. Like, it's neat that they have enough faith in it to want to do a theatrical release but man i just 
I missed that like two week period where it was being shown on both at the same time. What a yeah, time right. to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So reportedly Wonder Woman's going to make an appearance in the next Shazam movie. So I don't know what she's going to be doing, but maybe she'll be like, yeah, we're I'm making a team. You got to come join me Shazam. And you know, that's that's how it goes who knows you mean like she's asking him to be on the league yeah that was the i was trying to do like the nick fury type of thing i gotcha she's wearing an eye patch and everything yeah no she just (laughs) has the tiara over her eye (laughs) and then on the subject of shazam there's a new uh i didn't we didn't talk about this comic coming out but Apparently, there was supposed to be a comic coming out called New Champion of Shazam. Um, it was supposed to be coming out, I think, in uh, supposed to be like February or March. But it's being delayed for the foreseeable future. So people were kind of up in arms about that. But then Doc Shanier, who's the artist on it, was like, guys, don't freak out. It's going to be released with the next Shazam movie. So we're still working on this. It's not like they just halted us all together. It's just they want to kind of get some synergy going, which is smart for once on DC's part. I agree. Um, any idea who's writing that? Mm, I could have. I didn't look. Whenever it was like, I mean, it's it's out there. I can we can Google it really quick. But apparently, it's going to be about Mary Marvel becoming the next, you know, the new champion taking over Billy's spot. Interesting. They. I mean, why don't they just do? Crap, what was it called? What was it called back in the day before DC got it? Um, oh, I don't know, man. I, um, wasn't just wasn't it like something Marvel related though? I thought so. So they probably can't because of that. Marvel family, probably. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'd I'd look it up, but it, it's just gonna show the Marvel stuff. But uh, oh, it was a uh, Wiz Comics. Oh, okay. And I realize that DC probably wouldn't put out like Wiz Comics number one, but uh, you know, Captain Marvel Junior. and Mary Marvel aren't really utilized so much anymore. Well, friggin' Captain Marvel Junior. He's just sitting in a hospital bed dying. Like they, you know, you're like. <laughs> I know the, the Shazam book. We're like, oh, he's gonna give him powers, and they're just like, ah, just accept his fate. And the big, <laughs> you know, like he doesn't even. We don't even get the big payoff at the end. Yeah, yeah, I know. All right, and then the last thing I will talk about before I let you talk, Jennifer Holland, who plays Amelia Harcourt in Suicide Squad. I don't remember her. Apparently, she's one of the back, you know, the background people that works at task force x that you know was placing bets and all that crazy stuff um she's gonna appear in the black adam trying to recruit uh for task force x doesn't say she's gonna try to recruit black adam or you know hawkman or whoever but i don't know how they are gonna recruit since they just kind of forced them to do their job you know to do it so i don't know what recruiting is gonna go on and she's also gonna be in peacekeeper so yeah okay (laughs) i don't really think any of those characters belong in the suicide squad personally no uh i think i think with her it it sounds very much like 
they're going forward with like a lot of James Gunn kind of, you know, James Gunn verse stuff. And which I don't know if that's a good thing, but, uh, and, you know, do that stuff and then be like, Hey, look at this. She's our Nick Fury, which it's like, if you want to have a Nick Fury, first off, make it Waller a hundred percent because that actress is amazing. But secondly, don't have a Nick Fury. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I don't know. So to go back, I found out who the writer is for that. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's actually, it was going to be just a four-issue miniseries anyway. Um, I'm surprised they're not going ahead with that. And then timing a reboot, just number one for an ongoing after that. But anyway, it will be written by uh, Josie Campbell, who was the head writer on the Netflix She-Ra series. Okay. So... And you right. watched that series, correct? I sure did. It was delightful. Oh, it got canceled, or it's not canceled, but it's done because you. I it's done. Just... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, are you excited about that then? As someone that's like, what? You're not the biggest Mary Marvel guy. I oh mean, you know. no, but I mean, hell, at this point, I'll read a four issue mini. Why not? Yeah, right. Right on. <laughs> Especially if uh, if that's who's writing it. So I'm gonna. I'm really quick. I'm gonna be a little salty. How is it that Mary Marvel? gets a only a four issue series and crush and lobo gets like what eight i know <laughs> i i guess maybe tamaki has a little more pull huh i guess so oh goodness which we'll get to this later but speaking of tamaki the uh the advertisements in the dc books this week about her upcoming detective arc looks awesome <laughs> it does i had a double take because at first i thought it was an advertisement for batwoman because mm-hmm. that's how good that art was i know man <laughs> so darn it detective comics you, you get me again yeah i'm hoping it's good because like, yeah. i i want to like tamaki again mm-hmm. it's just crushing lobos just crushing my love for her <laughs> all right so uh one of my first things one of my first things what a stupid thing to say my first thing (laughs) casey did you check out that dragon ball super superhero super super trailer that came out i think so it was pretty super Uh, i had a lot of gohan in it yes it did yes had me excited me too like it's pretty great i'm just kind of disappointed that goku's gonna still save the day (laughs) dude see i'm i'm hyped for it because they made him into such a little b word in my opinion and i feel like maybe i don't know enough feedback has been given that akira toriyama is like all right fine i'm gonna make him cool he's gonna be the hero i mean i still don't think it's going to happen because like that okay i remember when the tournament of champions or whatever the heck it was called was going on and like gohan's like yes he's so cool again you know and like he's like training against super saiyan blue goku and like he's holding his own you're like i'm like oh crap this is awesome and then it's just like oh yeah he gets eliminated pretty easy he wasn't that bit you know big of a focal point in this after all like master roshi was almost more of a focal point than gohan so i don't want to get my hopes up (laughs) i'm trying not to but Man, Teen Gohan was like my favorite character. Um, 
And it was until... such a cool arc for that character too. Cause like, as you watch it, you're like, Oh yeah, he's the kid that, you know, has this raw potential. And then mm. the next, you know, then like he can do all this other stuff, but he's like, he's always getting better and better. And then like you, that big payoff. And then it's like, right after that, he's the teenager who's doing crazy poses. <laughs> and studying for school. Yep. Whatever. I mean, if he's not the focal point, then I hope that uh, that it's Trunks because we need some more cool Trunks action. I mean, at least he had the uh, Goku Black arc, I guess. He did for sure. It's just after my extreme disappointment of Gohan turning out to be pretty lame, I was like, all right, I'm back on the Trunks train. <laughs> um, all right, so to celebrate International Women's Day, DC is going to be doing the bare minimum. It's a month of variant covers featuring some of DC's most popular characters, all drawn by women. So it's kind of like, they're like, yeah, you guys don't even deserve your whole own issue. Like, you know, we, we do for every other holiday. We'll just variants, I guess. More money to be made that way, if I'm honest. Yeah, fair enough. But I'm not I don't saying know. that's right. But yeah, like I'm people actually... online. Sorry, go ahead. People online were like, well, why not just you have all these cool characters. Why not just give those character comic books? Four issue minis. Heck, one shots. Just be like, here, you get a one shot. You get a one shot. You get, And if these sell well, maybe you'll get a four issue mini. If that sells well, maybe we're looking at six issues. We let, just give us a title called Women of DC. It's three to four issue story arcs featured on one character or like a couple characters. And then rotating cast yeah that'd be pretty sweet only downside is and this would be the same problems like brave and the bold you're not getting a continuity story you know what i mean more than likely and that's like that's the whole reason like i think brave and the bold is such a cool concept but like everyone that reads comics for the most part it's like i don't really want to do a one-off story yeah that's fair either way if you are a sucker for a great cover like i am you know, they're going to put like Jen Bartel and Marguerite Savage on some of these and like Jenny Friesen. So ugh, I can't wait to pick up some of those. Oh, and one of my favorites here lately, man, I'm I've been getting variants by an artist named Rose Besh, who was actually at C2E2 like last week or whenever that was. Yeah. And I'm hoping she comes back for the, the, the summer one. Cause dude, I'm getting, I'm picking up her variants for like, like Nyx and Dracula and stuff that I don't care about. It's just, I'm so like obsessed with her art style that I just want to get everything. (laughs) So hopefully, hopefully she does some of these uh, women of DC variants. Okay. So I'll do one more thing. I'll let you talk again. Sony is considered bringing back Andrew Garfield for multiple Spider-Man projects. There's also rumors that he's going to be part of the secret wars movie, but then like, that's kind of like some people are saying that's just fan speculation, but then there's other people who are going, no, that's actual, you know, rumor, rumor talk, but it makes sense that he would be in the Sony verse since, you know, like, they've kind of shown stuff like for just from what I've heard, like the Oscorp logo in uh, Morbius is the same as the amazing Spider-Man Oscorp logo and like different stuff like that. So that's pretty neat. What, you know, would you be okay with that since you've actually seen the new Spider-Man? I would be okay with that because while I didn't like his movies, 
I like him. And Mm -hmm. I mean, he made it pretty clear that he freaking loved being Spider-Man and was kind of a big nerd for it. So, I mean, if, if it gives him that opportunity, then I'm for it. Like we always talk about this with our buddy, Mike, and he, he's always like, Oh, he's, he was never nerdy enough. But it's like, you look at Andrew Garfield, like he shouldn't have been a high schooler, but he looks the like 90s Spider-Man part to a T, in my opinion, like needs brown hair. That's the difference, you know, <laughs> but like the yeah. hair is there, the scrawny dude. It's just like the the director of the scripts just weren't good for that, in my opinion. Agree. And you bringing up Mike, he has said several times that like Toby was the 60s Spider-Man or Peter. Andrew was the 90s. So yeah, so I've never heard him say that. Or if he was, I just stopped listening. Yeah. Well, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> just kidding, Mike. We love you. But, uh, but yeah, it was. Well, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to do any spoilers, but well, but we yes, can talk I'm OK sp- with that. We can 100 percent. I'm not too I don't care too much. Talk spoilers at the YouTube break. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Um, so the Witcher Blood Origin teaser dropped uh, yesterday or today, maybe. But that is, uh, it's live action. It's all about uh, how the first Witcher came to be. So that's going to be a, like a mini series on Netflix that I'm really looking forward to. When I say teaser trailer, it was less than a minute long, so we really didn't get much, but uh, it seems to focus on three characters. They looked pretty neat. Um, Looks like we're going to get lots of action and cool CGI stuff, so I'm I'm ready for it. Bring it on. Nice, man. That's pretty exciting. Do you think they're going to be doing a lot of stuff with the Witcher verse? Like, they're going to be trying to do, like, you know, its whole cinematic netflix universe i i do because you know with the show supposedly going all seven seasons they had the animated movie over the summer they've got this coming out and all of it's doing well like viewership is through the roof on all this stuff so i think i think they could do a lot with that right on okay so i'm gonna talk about okay so empire magazine had some like first looks at the costumes and stuff for the Batman. So we got some Robert Pattinson, Batman and Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. The Catwoman's kind of neat because you can see her nails are filed down. So it's like, you know, claws and she has her whip and stuff. And I'm not going to lie, looking like a dang old bombshell, huge crush on Zoe. <laughs> but, uh, and then Matt Reeves also kind of like interviewed. And he talked about the way he's writing Batman, which just sounds so awful in my opinion because it's like people like oh it's so deep and it's so cool because it's like like yeah i'm gonna make batman like he's never been before i'm thinking like kind of like kurt cobain-ish like where he's very much a you know recluse and he's staying inside and he you know people think he's crazy and it's like oh so people will just know he's batman then okay it's like (laughs) it's like no he he had like they're like oh he's not gonna be the fun playboy guy it's like no that's an act that he does like you're supposed to portray that when you're doing it, like what you're doing sounds like you're being lazy. Now I'm hoping you have a different opinion so you can be like, ah, counterpoint, bud. It actually does sound like it could be a really cool look at his psyche <laughs> or, you know, whatever nonsense. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I just, I just want this thing to be good. All right. Yeah. All, all we can do is give this guy a chance and 
And while I may be getting expectations a little too high, I'll say I think maybe you're getting yours just a little bit too low. Let's just let's see how it plays out. Yeah. And then there is one shot that looks very much like uh, Jorge Jimenez shot in that thing. I don't know if you saw the pictures, but it's like a, a Robert uh, Robert Pattinson like Batman where he's like, you know, spread out like this, but the cape out and it looks so cool. So like the look of this movie should be pretty awesome. It's just I'm not sure about the way Bruce Wayne's going to be portrayed. So I know what which one you're talking about. It's the red background, right? Yes. I think that I think that Jock actually did that. Okay. Well, it looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, it does. But uh but I agree on uh on how how cool they look. I think that Zoe looks great. I actually like the the suit for like a year one style suit. Um I just I love the cowls just not all connected. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I don't know why that's happened so often, but uh I mean I know it's I've, accurate, but it looks silly live action. It does. It does not. Like, that's the thing that I, I did like about Nolan's Batman is like, you know, Bale was like, I need to be able to, you know, turn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that. that's actually really smart, you know. <laughs> okay, actually, I'm going to add one more quick thing because this is just a, you know, little thing. But Variety has reported that Marvel added Delroy Lindo to the Blade cast. And when I looked him up, I've never seen anything this dude's been in, but, you know, people were very excited because they had seen stuff he was in. So, you know, let's hope it's a good casting. They didn't say who he's going to be, though. Oh, I've, I've seen this guy. What was he? What do I know him from? Gone in 60 seconds because I know I, saw, I looked at his IMDb and he was in that. Yeah, I mean, I know I've seen that, but there's like. I don't know. There's something that just really sticks out. I can't think of it. But uh, I don't know. I mean, that should be pretty cool, though. Yeah. All right. Um, so Marvel officially announced that Chris Claremont Gambit series that I mentioned a while back where Claremont was being a little uh, sneaky with like showing the script and an Instagram photo and all that. Um, but it is now official. It's happening. Gambit written by Clis, Clis Claremont, <laughs> Chris Claremont and Sid Koshin or Codian. I don't know how you say it, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. I will be reading it. <laughs> and it looks like Storm is going to have a kind of a major role in it too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Is that one you'll check out? I'll probably check it out. It's like if you put Chris Claremont on a like 90s to 80s X-Men character property, I'll check it out, you know. So I have a feeling it's going to be like, I hope it's not like Nightcrawler where it was just like Chris, you know, decided to use a bunch of characters that he made that were very obscure 90s X-Men characters that I'm like, oh boy, I don't know who any of these people are. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Batman Superman is going to be returning with just an insane creative team that I did not see coming. Did you see this outside of the notes that this was announced? Because it was announced via the writer's Facebook page where I saw it. Uh, I, I heard it from like a customer this week, oh, but okay. you had already written it down, but uh, it's going to be Mark Wade and Dan Mora. 
Like that should be incredible. Like this is the type of book that's going to be perfect for Mark Wade and Dan Moore's art's awesome. I I was kind of shocked that they just didn't straight up call it world's finest. Right. Yeah. And uh, while we're on the, the Batman talk, we're getting more Tom King Batman because they listen to this podcast and they know we were demanding it. Um, he announced, Tom announced it via Twitter. He says it's going to be called Batman Killing Time by him and Dave Marquez. He then went on to say he wrote Batman for five years, exploring the emotional depths of the most interesting man. This won't be any of that. It'll be a badass heist action epic. Mean folk on the run, Batman close behind. So that was the tweet. Um, but yeah, I I don't know about you, but I'm not interested. No, I I think Tom King needs to uh, fish his head out of his own ass personally. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, that's like I'm not gonna lie. I've read I read all five years of Tom King's Batman. It's like I didn't need more of it. Yeah. See, and that that's where like. It's it's different whenever I'm not excited for it because I didn't read five years of it, but you mm-hmm. did. So one of us can say, yeah, I read all of that and I still think it's crap. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even say it's like crap. It's just not very good. Like they didn't it didn't bring like didn't bring anything new to the character. It didn't like it, a lot of the stuff was nonsensical, in my opinion, where it was just like he's just like, yeah, uh, Flashpoint Batman's evil. And we're like, well, why? It's like, because he doesn't want his son to be Batman. It's like, okay, but he's going to kill Alfred over it? Yes. And we're like, this doesn't make sense, Tom. He's like, it does to me. You're a part of a hate group. I was in the FBI. CIA, (laughs) sir. Oh, sorry. Okay. Which is, the CIA is not a hate group, even though we do terrorist-like activities but we're good, the good guys, but you differing in opinion than me hate group. I don't care much for Tom King. If you're a new listener and you're, and you're picking up on this. Crazy. I always thought he was your favorite. Um, let's talk about something exciting. All right. Did you know this before the notes, Casey, that we're getting a new Dr. Strange series? I didn't like this is the first thing I saw in the notes. So I was pretty hyped about that. We are Marvel's giving us a new Doctor Strange series by Chip Zdarsky and Marco Cicchetto. Um, Some comic book news sites were already like spoiling the end of death of Doctor Strange and like who takes over. And I stayed as far away from all that as I could. Um, I did hear who it wasn't going to be. And I'm not going to say who it was because I I didn't really react the best to that news. But uh, I don't know. I mean, the this team, Casey, you know, shares his praises on them all the time when it's a Daredevil week. So I'm hoping that that carries over to Doctor Strange and whatever they give us is just as awesome as Daredevil. Yeah, I mean, it should be really great. The, the... At the very least, Chichetto's art is going to look so cool. 
Yeah. Like even if Zdarsky drops the ball, which I don't think he will, because he's been outstanding writing everything he's, you know, done so far. But like except for Urban Legends. Urban Legends is fine. It's like it's it's like a C plus when everything else is like, you know, A's and B's. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're you're like that mom that's just like, we don't do C's in this household. <laughs> and you take your belt and you start hitting them with it. Oh, okay. Guess I'm an abusive mother. Yeah, because you don't do C's in this household. <laughs> okay, so I'll share this news. And my last bit's the one I'm most excited about. Um, Alex Ross is writing and doing the art on a Fantastic Four graphic novel. It's going to be called Fantastic Four Full Circle. It's coming out August 2nd, 2022. Alex said he's wanted to tell this story for years. It's, I guess it's also going to be co uh, published by diff, you know another group I don't I didn't recognize the name so I didn't really care about writing that down but yeah should be pretty cool I mean at the very least like Alex said that he's also doing his art in a style he's never done it before and it's like I think everyone needs to check this out we don't get very many Alex Ross comic books anymore so like this is even if you aren't the biggest fan like this is still a treat so like i'm gonna i'm very much excited about this i think it's gonna be awesome all righty um well, my... dang you must not be excited <laughs> you're like you... all right whatever i mean alex ross is neat i don't really read fantastic four that much so i'm yeah i'm glad that you're happy <laughs> um i don't know if you saw this casey the punisher is getting a new logo in 2022 it's going to be a devil skull now, not a human skull. And that is going to come with a new series written by Jason Aaron. And uh, he'll be working on that with Jesus Saiz and Paul Azaceta. Um, yeah, so Punisher logo has been in a bunch of controversy over the last year or so. They even canceled a mini series that Punisher was in the middle of last year, never got finished. So they're like, you know what? Let's just change the logo and we'll let Jason Aaron give us a subpar series for next year. I mean, the Jason Aaron part could be really good, but no, no it I, could be. It totally could be. I'm just it's, teasing. It's one of the things though, that I do agree. It's like, first off the Punisher costume, the logo is just awesome. You really can't make it better. And I giving him a devil skull isn't going to really make it better. I mean, and they can try to say it's all controversy and whatever. I have a feeling they're going to try copywriting the devil skull, make it look like something that they can make money. They already have. It's already done. Yeah. So now, (laughs) so now when people that, you know, they don't like, or like the, I'll say the writers don't like since, you know, the CEO of Marvel donated a bunch of money to Trump in the election anyway. So it's like, Oh yeah, well we don't want this stuff, but so we're canceling our series. It's like, no, you weren't making money off of it. That's why these products, that these people are wearing that you don't like, you weren't making money. Now you got this new one and you're going to probably give the, you know, a Punisher a show again where he's got the devil one. And then, you know, pe- the, the, when these guys buy their products from hot topic or whatever, you're going to be making that money. Cause they're going to be wanting to cosplay <laughs> as Punisher. It's going to be great. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's all, it's all kind of silly to me, but no, it is. But uh, they they got to make that money. They do they don't have enough. They do. 
I'm mostly just excited for fans of the Punisher because I, you know, I genuinely was teasing Casey knows, and probably most of you know that I do like Jason Aaron. Um, And if he kind of goes the, like, you know, the Wolverine or the ghost rider route with his stuff, like this could be really, really awesome. And I get people all the time that are like, man, like, the Punisher has like 13 series. Like, where has he been lately? Well, here you go, folks. Buy buy the book or uh, or he'll go away again. <laughs> My main problem with Punisher, though, and I, I might I'm probably very much in the minority here, but it's like when you have a character that's willing to kill people, but then yet and then like you put him on like the same path as like Kingpin and it's like, oh, Kingpin lives our hero is pretty much useless. <laughs> it's like, at least when, when, you know, Daredevil fights Kingpin, it's like Kingpin can lose. With Punisher's just like, oh, I shot him a bunch, but he's still alive because I saw a flashback of my daughter and I got sad. It's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh gosh. That, that was taken straight from a Punisher book right there. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, <laughs> but okay. So last week I was like, hold up, hold up. Okay. Because, because that is way more exciting than mine. So let's okay. do mine. Okay. Uh, Casey DC is giving us a black label book that doesn't feature Batman or the Joker. So, you know, we joke about that a lot. It's finally happening. Uh, it's going to be called rogues. And that will be from Joshua Williamson and Leo Max. It's all one word. I don't know. Uh, But that's going to start in March. And uh, it's going to be about Captain Cold and his pals reuniting for one last job to turn their miserable lives around. And that's going to be four issues in March from Black Label. Just inject that in, right in my veins. I am so hyped for this. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. It's going to be so cool. Like, if this isn't like the book of the year, I will be so, so depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know you love Captain Cold and Williamson, so I hope that it's everything that you want. Yeah. I hope I hope Williamson's like, okay, guys, remember New 52 Flash when they all had superpowers? We're going to bring that back. <laughs> And then before before you do your thing, I wanted to say that I just remembered uh, where I know Delroy Lindo from. And there's that it's not a real video. It's it's uh, it was like a skit. But there's that news uh, video where the newscaster is like, why is the N word such a big deal? We should we should just be saying it. And he's the guy that goes, then say it. Oh, you know what I'm hilarious. talking about? I know 100 percent That's Delroy Lindo. Okay. That's really anyway. Funny. Go ahead. Okay. So m- remember last week when I was like, I've heard some rumblings of a possible Godzilla crossover, and we weren't sure who it was. I was saying maybe Sonic, because that was actually talked about in the past. Well, we got word this week of of getting one but instead of it being sonic the hedgehog it's power rangers 
you hyped for that? Because I know we talked about, you know, off the air, you were a Power Ranger boy. <laughs> I was a Power Ranger boy. And yes, I am excited. I'll say this. I'm not as excited as I would have been if it were Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, I was still kind of hoping for that, but I think this will be awesome. Yeah. And it's going to be by uh, Colin Bunn with Freddie Williams on there. I love Freddie Williams art. Colin Bunn, I'm pretty cold on. I'm not going to lie. He did another Godzilla series, which I was not a huge fan of. It's not, it's just, it, yeah, it's kind of got me very, like, like, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, that kind of took me out of it, but I'm not going to lie. Freddie Williams on his website, he has, you can buy like pages of his comic book art. And I don't care how much it's going to be. I am going to have to buy a page of this book because it's going to be so cool. <laughs> but um, so here's basically the, the plot synopsis had to share it. When Rita Repulsa uses an ancient artifact to transport herself to a universe without the Power Rangers, she finds herself in a world with aliens, kaiju and Godzilla. Hoping to annihilate this new foe, Rita hurls her own terrible creatures into battle, but she never expects that the rangers have followed her to this alternate reality, pitting the dinosaurs themselves head-to-head with the king of the monsters. So awesome. Uh, apparently, like it looks like from the stuff I've read, it's going to be like pre-Green Ranger turning to the good side, too. So we're going to get that in there, too. It, it's just going to be going to be great. If it's not you know awesome i'll be very upset i mean the art's gonna be good because freddie williams is amazing yeah i i'm pretty cool on colin bunn for multiple reasons um but freddie is amazing he is actually the first comic book artist casey i'm sure you remember that i ever purchased a commission like an original commission from uh that was booster right it was nightwing nightwing okay sorry yep Yep. So definitely want to support Freddie. It's going to be, gosh, I can't believe I haven't thought about him drawing like kaiju monsters before. Like that's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's crazy too, though, that like somehow boom, like I think it's, I think it was boom when they did the uh, He-Man and Lino uh, Thundercats crossover. They're like, yeah, we're going to get Freddie. It's like, Freddie just is our crossover guy. <laughs> Dude, I love that series. It was so good. Right? Figured you did. I, I didn't read it because I'm not invested in those characters. But boy, I'm going to be reading the crap out of this. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't read the synopsis in the notes. I was thinking to myself, man, I hope it's like the, the Megazords versus some Kaiju, but that is what we're getting. So yep. hooray. How bad would it be if it's like, no, we're just going to get, you know, them in their human form fighting the exilian aliens. I'm very mean, little Godzilla. Based, based on certain members of the creative team, it wouldn't surprise me too much, but since we know what it is, I'm a little more hyped for it. I will say this though, if Matt Frank doesn't get a um, at least like one cover, you know, like one variant cover, I'll be mad because it's just like this is like a hundred percent his wheelhouse. So you might as well get something, dude. I bet the at least the first issue will do an A, a B, um, probably a one in ten, and then maybe even a twenty-five and a fifty. Like just. Not- not to get too inside baseball here for you, bud. Since you know, I don't know how much you're gonna be like, oh, I think this is gonna sell really well. Do you think this is gonna sell really well at your shop with your customers, or do you think it's gonna be, you know, eh? I think it will be in what I consider 
mid tier. Yeah. Where, uh, where like enough people get it where I can maybe swing a couple of those variants, but it's not going to be like a Batman or an amazing Spider-Man type seller. It's amazing Spider-Man. That's another question too. And we can go to our break after this, but has amazing, amazing Spider-Man since it's been a weekly dang book. Has that been still selling like hotcakes for you? That's I, I have sold out almost every issue. Thankfully I've been able to get more in. Yeah. But I'm like upping not by much because i'm afraid it'll tank one of these days but yeah uh but yeah i've been up in orders on it because people are just eating it up that's incredible yeah i did not expect that. i was worried honestly that people were like i can't keep up with this crap <laughs> yeah well i mean you know there were a couple that dropped it but uh man i don't know i this is going the complete opposite way that i thought it was gonna go yeah which i mean i guess is good for me Heck yeah, man. You got that amazing Spider-Man money now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys, we will take our ad break and then we'll come back and review some comics. So we'll be right back. Welcome back, folks. Thanks for listening to the ad. If you want to hear my completely spoiler-filled thoughts on Spider-Man No Way Home, I just shared that over on our YouTube channel, and that is Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube. But now Casey and I are going to get to our review segment, the Hour Man Power Hour comic book review extravaganza. So I'm getting that set up. But before that, Casey, tell me which books you read this week. Black Manta, number four of six. Newburn, number two. Adventure Man, uh, whatever number this one is. Maze Book, number four. Teen Titans Academy, number nine. Primordial, number four. Batgirls, number one. Hulk, number two. The Joker, number 10. The Thing, number two. And Wonder Girl, number six. What about you, bud? I read Demon Days Rising Storm, number one. Robin and Batman, number two. Wonder Woman, number 782. Wonder Girl, number six. The Joker, number 10. The Thing, number two. Batgirls, number one. Maze Book, number four. Primordial, number four. And Teen Titans Academy, number nine. No Hulk? Uh, no, I sold out and gave up my copy because I'm a freaking gentleman. I got you, man. So the ones we read together were... Wonder Girl, Thing, Joker, Batgirls, Primordial, Teen Titans, and Maze Book? That is correct. Okay. You had four books then that we didn't read together, correct? I had three that we didn't oh, read okay. together. So then I will start, and I will start with Black Manta, number four of six, and... This is by uh, Chuck. Please stop calling me Charlie Brown. And I'm going to make that joke every time. And art is by Matthew Dow Smith. And I don't know. His like Black Man is a little sidekick lady in this. It gets really annoying because it's like, I'm the wisecracking one. It's like, we don't need that in every book. And so like just having this one that's like make jokes throughout in a book that should be a little bit more serious just didn't work for me. The story itself is this was like the worst issue so far. I just was not, 
I was really not feeling it. I did not like this too much. I might give it another like reread because, like I said, very tired when I was reading it. So that might be why. But I, like I said, was not feeling this issue. I'm giving it a three out of ten. Wow. Okay. Uh, all right. So I will start with Demon Days Rising Storm number one. This is by Peach Momoko. Uh, this is pretty cool. This one deals with this uh, reality's version of Storm and Thor, who are uh, the gods of thunder and uh, wind. But essentially, Mariko just is reminded of a suppressed memory she has about her sister. And her sister thinks that Mariko killed their mother. And that's why she is sending people after her. And so Thor and Storm and Mariko and Logan go and meet this sister. And the sister basically has the Hulk uh, in chains at her hideout. And she lets him go. And that's how it ends. It'll be a to-be-continued sort of thing where next time she's going to fight the Hulk. And she will not have Thor and Storm's help because they're gods and they left right before that happened. So, um, It's good, man. But like, I didn't remember what happened before this because it takes like three or four months for these issues to come out. Yeah. And that sucks because the story and the premise is really, really good. It's just one of those things where this is going to read way better collected and I kind of wish that Peach had just taken like a couple of years to do the whole thing in a collection and just put that out. Um, yeah. But, you know, whatever. So it was neat, but I, I was still just like, I don't really remember what's going on here. So I'm going to give it a seven, but it's, you know, it, it's a high seven. I got you, man. Does Thor look awesome? Does the, like Thor and Storm, their designs look pretty great? They do look pretty good. I mean, you know, Peach's style and everything, but let me show you the the page of them walking up because I, I thought that was pretty neato. Oh, wow. That's not what I expected. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Okay, so next for me is going to be Newber, number two by Chip Sidarsky and Jacob Phillips. This is a better than the last issue. Basically, you know, Newburn has to investigate this fire. The triads think it's, um, oh, the it's arson by, done by this other mob group. So he has to check out and see if it is or not. And so, yeah, they just investigate that. And he's got the uh, Emily, the girl that's with him just to kind of figure stuff out too. And they look around, then he finds the people that actually did it. And they're like, basically this uh, um, neighborhood watch group that are like, Oh, we want the triads out of here. And so like they burnt down this building, someone died in the process and also $3 million worth of heroin went up in flames. So the triad weren't too happy whenever, you know, so Newburn turned him in because he's not a nice guy. And, you know, Emily then decides, I'm going to work with this guy. It's really cool, really good, you know, really interesting. I liked it. I'm going to give it an eight. Nice. I'm really glad that you liked it more than the first one. 
All right. I will do Robin and Batman number two next. This is written by Jeff Lemire and Art and Colors by Dustin Gwynn. And I'm still digging this book. Um, Robin is getting bullied at school, so he gets in a fight. And uh, Alfred comes and picks him up. And it's actually Dick's birthday. So um, Alfred gives him a new journal to write in since Bruce... (laughs) you know, breach some privacy uh, boundaries in that first issue. Uh, But anyway, Batman comes in and he's like, birthday dinner is going to have to wait. Uh, We're going out tonight. And he takes Robin up to the Justice League watchtower and introduces him to like Superman and Wonder Woman and some of the other league members, which obviously Robin is thrilled about. And then while the league goes off on a mission, Batman tells Robin to hang out with um, essentially the Teen Titans who are also there. So we've got Garth and Roy and Wally and Donna. And um, Roy is kind of like, you know, I'm bored. We should be out there too. And Dick comes up with the idea of sneaking past Hawkman, who's on monitor duty, to find some other like minor mission that they can take and go get some action for themselves. So they, uh, it's not like a super big part, but there's like a couple splash pages of them fighting the Royal Flush Gang. And uh, is it toy maker who like builds the big giant like toy robots and stuff he's kind of a cheesy villain i think it's toy man toy man okay then that that might be who they're fighting which looks awesome by the way oh yeah that might be someone else too because i always get toy man and there's this other guy that was he was the dude in like he's briefly an all-star superman the one that like lois basically let capture her so she could actually talk to superman right and like you know like i think it could be that person too by blanking on that dude's name right uh but anyway so they go do like a few small missions and then sneak back uh before the leak gets back um and they all you know they all become friends and like we should all you know we should all team up sometime which i thought was kind of funny because clearly they do and then it'd be really funny if hawk uh, if hawkman's like yeah let's do it they're like oh (laughs) Uh, <laughs> we just met like the kids <laughs> oh okay i'm gonna go back to the monitor duty <laughs> and i would totally read a book where hawkman leads the teen titans on a mission yeah. oh, that sounds fun like he's like a grump yeah you know, he's the grumpy babysitter but then like at the same time he's like i love those dang kids <laughs> it's like uh like the pacifier or something yeah you know what i mean <laughs> Uh, so anyway, the issue ends with uh, with Batman and Robin getting back to the cave and Alfred's like, so how did it go? And Robin's excited. You know, I met Superman and the Teen Titans and we're friends now. And Alfred's like, oh, that's great. I'm, I'm glad that you did that for him, Master Bruce. And then in typical Bruce fashion, he says, all right, Robin, now mission debrief. And Alfred's like, what are you talking about? Batman repeats mission debrief and Dick gives the rundown on how they could beat all of the teen Titans. If the time came and Alfred gets very angry 
calls Bruce a bastard and storms out. And uh, Bruce tells Dick that he did a good job and to go to bed because he's got school tomorrow. And then the final couple pages, Casey, you should have been picking this up, man. Who were you talking about a few weeks ago that you missed in comics and that you wish they would bring him back? I mean, there's so many, so I don't know. <laughs> the calculator. Oh, nice. So but is it is it original calculator or the cool new one that you know, we we know? Because the original was like the just like he had a calculator suit and he'd hit buttons. Oh no, it's not that. It's not okay. That. <laughs> uh, so Croc goes to the calculator and turns out he had uh, calculator get info on who Robin is since Robin snuck down into the sewers and like caught him doing his shady business in the first issue. And calculator figured out where he was enrolled in school. So it ends with Croc standing outside of that school and it says to be continued. Well, it's actually to be concluded because uh, I think it's just three issues. But, oh, uh, dang. But yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. The, you know, Dustin Gwen's art is fantastic. Um, Jeff Lemire does a good job. You know, we both kind of thought this was just going to be another Robin year one, but it's much different than Robin year one. So uh, that's really cool. And I like it. I'm going to give it a nine out of 10. Nice. And speaking of good second issues, Hulk by Donnie Cates and Ryan Otley. Wow. And so, I mean, it's just, this is just such a friggin' crazy book. That's, you know, I love the art. I love Ryan Otley's art. And so, like, he keeps needing more power. So he has, like, Hulk fight giant sized Wolverine. And, like, <laughs> he also fights, you know, he fights Fin Fang Foom, you know, just is killing all these monsters. And then it ends, you know, with this, like, pretty crazy ending. It's, stupid it's fun like i'm still annoyed that this is basically because like donnie i get i read somewhere where donnie pitched this idea before immortal hulk and marvel's like oh we're gonna go a different route and now he's like i'm gonna do this anyway and like (laughs) and like just ignore all the stuff that happened with immortal hulk but they do that to hulk all the time i was thinking about that too and this is just a lot of fun like it's stupid but it's a lot of fun i had i actually really enjoyed it. it's like a roller coaster i'm gonna give it a nine out of ten nice i'm excited to check it out because i really did like the first issue all right and then my final solo book here is wonder woman 782 um I'm going to use this cover whenever I make the post, but I want to show you here anyway, Casey, because I just think it's absolutely stunning. That is great. Um, but yeah, so this is uh, written by Michael W. Conrad and Becky Cloonan, and art is still by Marcio Takara, which is awesome. And more of those like weird Wonder Woman clones are showing up and causing mayhem and Steve Trevor's trying to figure out, you know, what's going on there. Meanwhile, Diana and dead man go and put um, Sigurd's sword to rest, which is fine. It's just that like, 
it, it didn't matter. Like I thought they were going to go to Sweden and like bury this sword and like some ancient Norse, you know, creature would come out and fight. Nope. They just half the book is just them on a trip to Sweden. They put the sword there at the resting place and then they leave. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's neat, but like, why did you guys do it? I mean, maybe it's just to build up the, romantic relationship that i'm shipping in my head of dead man and wonder woman well could be uh but anyway then we uh we get who i am assuming is a new villain he's called the image maker and he claims to be the master of mirror world so maybe we'll get some mirror master stuff in here because it's literally the same kind of thing going on um, but that is who is making these Wonder Woman clones that like shatter like mirrors whenever you hit them hard. So I, I wish since he's, you know, the image master, if like the art styles would be like Jim Lee and, uh, well, oh, what's his name? That, uh, terrible, terrible uh, artist. That was a big part of the original image run. Um, I felt Yes, if like they like Wonder Woman looked like Liefeld and like Jim Lee and like all the styles of the nineties. <laughs> well, thankfully, very... yeah, thankfully it's Marcio Takara instead of all of that. <laughs> well, I mean, like just because you know artists can change their styles, and like if there he was just doing that to match, that would be hilarious. <laughs> well, again, if DC would just return your calls, right? Um, but I yeah, see. then the backup oh, is. Uh, can I finish my review, sir? I know I'm, <laughs> sir. Two hours of sleep. I apologize. I'll let it slide this time. Uh, yeah, the backup is just more like doorway of doom stuff with the Amazons and Artemis and her, you know, I don't know, sub clan of Amazonians fight a manticore which looks cool. There's just like not much else to the story. Um, you know, I think Adventure Time really put Manticores on the map because we never got Manticores much. Now they're popping up more and more after that one appeared on Adventure Time. Yeah. And uh, one popped up in Game of Thrones after that too. <laughs> yeah. I think people are people watching that like, this is a cool monster. Let's, let's toss this around more. I know, right? Um, but yeah, the the story was fine. The art was really cool. But then uh, basically at the end, they're just like the Manticore came from the Mascara from Doom's Doorway. And that's going to be continued. So, um, yeah, I, I will give the issue, gosh, probably like a six. And I know that sounds like I didn't enjoy it. I did. It's just none of it really mattered until the very end when we get to the villain. And the art is amazing. So, like, I liked it. It just, it was filler. But as much as I enjoy, like, Wonder Woman and Dead Man just hanging out, when they hang out, something usually happens. And nothing yeah. happened this time, so... It'd be really funny if they weren't even talking. Like they don't even know each other like that. Like they're just sitting on the plane. Like, so um, you like sports? Like no, not really. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It is funny though because Dead Man is in 
like a recent cadaver. Like you can still oh, yeah. see you, you the, the scar about that. And so he's just like eating all the food because he can like taste it, you know, which I yeah. thought was pretty funny. He's like having the time of his life. But uh, but anyway, carry on, sir. Okay, so Adventure Man is next. And this is by Matt Fraction with the Dotsons on the art. And believe it or not, the art in this is amazing as always. And the story itself is pretty dang good. Like I, I really enjoyed it. Like I don't really know 100% what's going on, but we get some ghosties and we get a new, new character that's got a new power. That's you know a new legacy guy. I'm not gonna lie, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but I've never really felt this with comic book characters as far as sexual tension. But there is tension through the roof between this new character and uh, the main lady. It's like if they, if I'm shipping them already, gosh darn it. So if nothing <laughs> happens there. I'm going to be furious and Matt Fraction will hear hear from me on Twitter, even though he doesn't use his Twitter anymore, but I liked it. It's a perfectly fine issue. This is still like, like, like demon days. I'm just going to need to read this collected because it's like there, they took like a, about, I don't know, five month break at one point and, you know, then finished the first arc. And now they're like, well, we're going to do this pretty normal for a little bit guys. So bear with us. And so now I'm like, okay, I'm trying to remember what's happening. So, right. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Cause we got to get one of those, at least 1.5 in. I agree. So how shall we do the ones we read together? Well, here's how I have it because I like to, mix it up you know i don't like to do two dcs or two marvels in a row if we can you know keep from it so i have it maze book titans academy primordial hold on hold on go slower go slower maze book titans academy primordial Batgirls, and okay. then well, i need to need to probably move something around now because i i had hulk in between Batgirls and joker but then joker the thing and wonder girls okay dang we we read too much dc not enough everything else i think we read just enough dc (laughs) (laughs) then we need to read more marvel yeah all right uh so yeah we've got may's book number four that is by jeff lanier and um This was a weird issue. Mm-hmm. Like it was still pretty good, but it was a weird one. See, I wouldn't even say it was pretty good. I thought it was outstanding. I really loved it. it but it no, it's like one of those things where I'm like, I don't know really what happened, but I liked it. Yeah, and I liked it too. I really like all the dialogue with uh, with the lady's dog. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, man, what is he gonna do? here at the end with that uh, that big monster you know what i mean right. it's like what what is happening but yeah it was cool i liked it a lot i'm i'm probably at a i think i liked it a little less than you i'm gonna give it an eight i'm at a 9.5 this is super close to a 10 it's just there's times with lemire's art that i don't love and that's the only reason why it's not a 10 okay <laughs> 
While we're on the subject of things that I didn't love, Teen Titans Academy, number nine, (laughs) by Tim Sheridan with Mike Norton on the art. So, yeah, Arsenal's, uh, you know, is alive again. I know that's how the last issue ended, but I didn't think it was going to be actually him. But it seems to be. What do you think, though? I, I like that he's back because, you know, I like that character a lot. Here's what I didn't care for about this issue, Casey. This was like the dumbest thing I think I'd seen out of any comic I read this week. When all the teachers are wearing costume themed dress up suits to this like prom thing. Like Nightwing is wearing this ridiculous Nightwing themed like Asian inspired suit for no reason. Uh, Cyborg is wearing a tuxedo jacket with a bow tie, but no pants. Like what the hell? Why? Why is any of that happening? I mean, it could be worse. They could be dressed like, I don't know what this character's name is, but the one that's dancing that's in the old timey hat like you're not a time traveler don't dress like you're coming from 1870 dude just dress like a normal person yeah i just i don't know like this this was just bad i do like wally west um his ellen degeneres chic whereas his costume with just a uh you know suit jacket over it right a suit jacket with lightning bolt yeah i just it's so dumb it's so dumb the The end was super stupid too though in my opinion oh yeah no i totally agree i totally agree which maybe that's not happening since this that character can mess with people's brains right i you know i definitely think that could be a thing too um we're, we're just seeing a mind trick but like it's like why why are these students who have been shown like nothing but you know, affection or like, yeah, you know what? Maybe, maybe this isn't the best. Yeah. Let's, let's go check out this bad guy. Yeah. I don't know. It is. This wasn't good. Yeah. I was not feeling it. Like, I, I don't know if there's an editorial thing where DC was like, we need to push this stuff along a little better, but if this is the type of story where it's like, it's a slow burn story. If you want to try to make it seem like, Oh, these kids could become evil. Cause one, we have to care more about them. Cause you know, um, I really don't know any of their names outside of the rags girl or rags person and the devil, devil boy and uh, gorilla, gorilla Greg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and, and the girl, the, the, you know, super fast girl, but bolt. Yeah. You definitely yeah. know their names. Oh, I don't know their names, but you know, that's the names I gave them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's like we have to actually care more about these characters because that's one of the problems we've had with this series. It's like we're supposed to be like, who is Red X? Like when he finally gets unmasked, I'll be like, oh, it's that character with black hair. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like we don't care. There's, I don't think anyone out there outside of maybe Tim Sheridan cares enough about these characters to be this invested when they turn. And I want to, man, because like most too. of this series has been good. And we know Tim Sheridan can deliver some knockout comics. 
I just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's like you said, and like editorial is like pushing in, but man, this could be way better than it is. Mm-hmm. I'm at about a four though. <laughs> that is actually what I was giving it to. Um, yeah. Just not good. Yeah. And even the art too. I wasn't like, I think it's a good art. Like it's not, there's nothing about it that makes me go, Oh, this is icky, but it didn't knock me out of the, you know, like the, like the other earlier issues. I think it was a different artist and it just looked better. Maybe, you know, I don't know. It was the cover artist for this issue and he, he yeah. wasn't doing interiors, unfortunately. All right. So now we're on to primordial number four. This is by Jeff Lemire, Andrea Sorrentino and Dave Stewart. And how, how'd you like this one? Dude, I loved it. Like, not just to be kissing Jeff Lemire's butt, but he, I mean, especially the way you made it sound with his, you know, Batman and Robin book, he absolutely killed it this week. What about you, man? um, I didn't like it quite as much as you did, but it was still like a good issue. The thing is, is like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm not getting any story. Like, I just feel like this is two pages long. And I know that's like kind of a good problem to have, but it's like a lot of visual stuff. And we're still like seeing the exact same problems that we saw in the first issue. And we're on number four. Well, we are getting a lot of, I think, not so much development, but character fleshing out with the monkey and the old pupper. Because like you know the monkey risk is risks its life to help them get back to Earth, and the pupper actually you know wants to get back to Earth because she loves her owner so much, and it's like little stuff like that. And then the owner loves her dog so much that she gets herself spoiler alert shot, you know, and like it's different stuff like that where it's just like I I can relate if you know my sleepy hell dog was in outer space and there's Russians with guns pointed at me that says like, Oh, don't press those buttons. I'm pressing those dang buttons. Yeah. I feel you. Like I said, there's nothing about it. I dislike. Um, I don't know. I think the next issue is going to be kind of balls to the wall a little bit. Um, yeah. Cause we're going to get the, you know, we saw there on the last page that the, the signal made it to the pupper and I'm sure there's going to be a whole lot of, uh, them working real hard to get back so we'll see what happens art Mm. like holy crap it's so good it is so good and and, you know that's why i included dave stewart too because the colors when it came to that space stuff was just as awesome yeah so personally i'm at a 9.5 with this okay i'm i'm probably probably 7.5 okay old stickler jake we have our we have our alternating weeks it seems i know okay so next up is back rolls number one and this is by old um becky clunan and michael conrad with jorge corona on the art and yeah i mean this is kind of what we had hoped what'd you think though i mean maybe you're like i hated it because i'm stickler jake today (laughs) no i didn't hate it i enjoyed it thoroughly like cassie and stephanie are their own characters like you know Mm -hmm. that and sometimes 
they're both just kind of there, but now they're front and center. They have their own personalities. Barbara's there too. And you know, she's average Barbara, which is fine. She's not as much in the forefront as the other two. She's mom, Barbara. She's (laughs) very mom, Barbara. Um, but you know, I kind of like them setting up in a in a different part of town that we haven't really seen and and dealing with not having all the fancy tech and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. And I think the art is incredible. I love I it. It's so much fun. And one thing I really like is they are Stephanie and Cassie are very different. Very, very different. And it's like there's a lot of times where a writer would take that and be like, oh, I'm going to make them not mesh well. And they're going to argue and then they're going to become better friends. But this is like, no, they're just best friends. They're very different, but they're just really good buddies, you know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is very refreshing. I like that a lot. I agree completely. And, you know, there's little bits of humor in there too. Like Cassandra, or yeah, Cassandra with the robe and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, I like where it's going. And it's not just... You know, oh, who shut down all of Barbara's tech? There's like the weird like mind control thing going on, and clearly something's going on with this like art stuff around town. So I I like it a lot. I like it a whole bunch. And the only the only thing that I was like mm, on was uh, you know they're low profile, low profile. But then they're like, let's take this clearly marked bat vehicle and just speed around town in it. Like, well, I know I mean, that was for like fun, but it, it was kind of goofy. I mean, in all fairness, too, though, that's how I could like, that's not a Barbara approved vehicle. That's not mom Barbara approved. Like the girls, they're yeah. less low profile, you know? <laughs> no, I, I agree. It's just they do that right after saying, we're sorry, Barbara, we'll try better. And then they're immediately like, car keys? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're trying. Yeah, sure. <laughs> just not very well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, man, like this, I've been waiting so long for this book to come out and it delivered for me. So uh, it's, it's I'll, I'll give it the, the 9.5. It was almost perfect for me. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty close. I'm at an 8.5. I really, really liked it. I thought it was a great time, and I'm here for it. I'm glad it's not a mini. Yeah, same. <laughs> There's no reason it should be. This could go on for a long time. Yeah. Can I can I just guess? Did you did you love Joker? I didn't I didn't actually really I thought yeah. with the story and with Frank Avila's art like this would be really high I, for you I love the art but the story itself I was just kind of kind of yeah. okay well we've got uh we've got the Joker number 10 it's written by James Tynan and Matthew Rosenberg with art by Francisco Frank Avila in case you want you share your your lukewarm feelings on it Okay, so I did love the art. The art looks fantastic. But okay, so like if I remember correctly, last issue kind of had a pretty big, you know, cliffhanger. And I'd like to get back to that. This feels like an annual story. It doesn't need to be in the main thing. Mm-hmm. Like, what does this really bring 
besides like, oh, Commissioner Gordon has more reasons to hate the Joker. It's like, yeah, no duh. We this is this is such an unnecessary book or such, such an unnecessary issue. It didn't add anything, you know. So I I don't know. It just I just like. Ugh. What about you? Because I mean, you I'm assuming you loved it. Uh, I mean, not particularly. Oh, I just okay. thought that you were going to. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, it was fine. It's just like, it's one of those books. It drives me crazy where we get this cover that we get. And then what's on the inside just isn't anything close to what's on the cover. I'm like, okay, we're going to get something cool with like, you know, Bane's daughter. But then we, we get there's a talent on there punchline and the court of owls like what's going to happen in here? A throwback story that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's kind of neat to see James Jr.'s spiral to insanity a little bit. But I mean, this is this is all stuff that we've seen before. Yeah. And with the James Jr. stuff, though. And I'm, I might be the minority here. I think it works better when we don't see that stuff. Just, you know, I mean, like there was talk like in the Snyder run, there was talks of like, oh yeah, this, he was doing some terrible stuff, but then now being like, <laughs> he hung out with a guy pretending to be the Joker and he stole my gun. It's like, yeah, you're doing this stuff. Now you, sh- you were just looking like a bad parent, Gordon, you know? So I don't know. It just, it just didn't like... Not only James. that, but the mom did too. Oh, like, yeah. oh, my my new boyfriend thinks our son's creepy, so I'm dumping on on you for a little while. It's like, and Gordon's like, "Have you been in a room with him? I don't want to be around this freak. That's why I sent him to Chicago." Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah it, it was it was a weird one. Yeah, I think I think with a character like uh, James Junior, it's just he's show less. You know, like like you don't need all that. Like. That one story, they should have just ended it there, in my opinion, with the Black Mirror. Just quit. Maybe a couple years later, have him come out of rehab, be like, oh, I'm better, Barbara. And then he's like, ha, surprise, I'm not. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And that's why DC hasn't returned our calls. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you know, I'm not really doing no, like that. I but know. I know. It's just, just I know. It's just, but then, like, people are like, because I think Gail used him, like, in back roll but after that it's just like it's not necessary like i don't know but then we had the punchline story and this is by sam johns and james tynan and i pulled a jake this week and i just kind of looked it over and didn't care so did you read it (laughs) did i read it yeah were you like this was my week to shine i was like (laughs) i'm gonna jump in at chapter 10 (laughs) i'm gonna be honest with you casey i actually did read it (laughs) I did jump in at chapter 10. I was like, I haven't read this in a while. I'll just see what's going on. And then I read it and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. <sighs> did it, well, what it did it, you know, were you at least like, this is well written? No. Because it's like, yeah, what little I read, I was like, hey, at least Punchline's not the main character in this one. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like it just it's too far gone for me. <laughs> yeah. I think like I think that backup could have been a lot cooler if it wasn't punchline being used as the villain. Like I think Harper could be a very interesting fun character. But when you have 
Harper deserves a backup, you know? Yeah. And it's like, but when you have her going against the most frustratingly annoying character in comics, you don't want to read Harper. (laughs) Yep. I agree, man. So yeah, I'm I'm actually probably at a six with this. Like the more I talk about it, the lower I want to put my score. But I'm like, when I finished reading it, I was like, I'm at a six. So I'll only up it if I was like, as I'm talking about it, I like it more and more. But this one, I'm like, maybe I'm at a four and a half. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I was gonna give it a six, but I don't want to give you well, give I'll, the same score. So I'm gonna I'll say go a with five. four and a half then. I'll just lower it down to four and a half so you can go with the six. Cause as uh, like I said, well, as I was talking about it, I liked it less. Well now now I'm I'm just stuck at five. So it's oh, a okay. four and a half and a five. <laughs> All right. So next we've got the thing number two. This is written by Walter Mosley and art by Tom Riley with colors by Jordi Belair. Casey, did you like this as much as the first issue? Not as much as the first issue. I still really liked it, but that first issue was like top tier first issues. And I mean, at least this stayed good. Like there's that like other comics that we've read where it's like the first issue knocked my socks off and then and never kind of caught back up to that good. But this one, just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. What about you, man? Yeah, I think it's neat. The only the only thing I didn't really care for and even the book itself picked up on it is at the end when that like mayor guy just like has a heart attack and dies. That's like the biggest cop out ever. Yeah. And I, it really kind of took me out of it. Um, but the rest was cool. And I love the art. Part of me thinks that's going to come back into play with him having a heart attack. Cause the, the other guy's heart flew out and it hit, you know, hit, things possessed ghost thing so i have a feeling it's going to come into play and if it doesn't then maybe i'll be like oh well that was very stupid you know but i I, like i said i think it's going to come back into play but this art is so much fun and the story itself is just a great time it gives me like um walter mosley had to have read the old school thing series when he was getting ready for this, because it just gives me vibes of that, which was such a fun series to read. So, yeah, I I really, really liked it. I know there's got to be more to this kid. It's just like, what is going on with him? Yeah, I really thought he was going to be one of the people that live under there. Mm-hmm. I'm probably at a solid eight with that one. I'm a little bit above you. I was I'm at an 8.5. Okay. And then lastly is Wonder Girl number six. And this has got old um, Joel Jones. And who does the art? Layla Del Duca. Yeah, there we go. And Jordi Belair on the colors again. Does Jordi Belair sleep? I don't think so. All the, all the colors that are good. But I liked it. I also uh, liked it. Uh, Yana, that's her name, right? The Wonder Girl? Yara. Yara, sorry. Yara, like, personality-wise, is, like, the most fun Wonder character out there, in my opinion. Just, like, you can't read this and be like, huh, this would be a lot better if this was someone else, because Yara's personality sucks. It's like, no, she's a, just a delight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really, really liked it. 
it was just a a great great time i'm interested in seeing all like there's just so much crap going on but it's still a really good book right i was a little like where the heck did the dead horse come from because it was dead last issue very good but uh but I'm curious what uh, all these different like Amazonian tribes, like I really want to see what's going to happen when they all come together. Cause it's looking a lot like Wonder Woman and Themyscira versus, you know, Donna Troy and Cassie versus Artemis. And I don't know where Yara is going to fit into all that, but maybe she's the one that brings them all together. But uh, you know, it's cool. And you know, Del Duca, her art looks so much like Joelle Jones. I don't know if that's on purpose or not, but uh, it's it really, is. really good. And yeah, I'm probably at like a nine on this one. I'm at an eight. I still really liked it, though. Okay. Hey, man. So how'd our time do? How much time we have left? 18 minutes. Nice. We're getting better. Yeah. Uh, we 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 took all that that 18 minutes and put it towards the news essentially yeah <laughs> all right so what books are you excited about next week i am excited for uh moon knight as well as um there's this book come coming out called no holds barred but bard is in that. like yeah <laughs> b-a-r-d and it's about Queen Elizabeth I getting kidnapped, and then William Shakespeare and William Page are put on like superhero alter egos called the Bard and Page, and they go and try to save her. And I think it's going to be just a fun period piece comedy, and I'm really looking forward to it. I hope it's good. Oh, so too, man. And the, oh, and then my third one, um, maybe like King Shark. Yeah. This is a slow week, I think, as far as new comics coming out. Isn't it always about like this with Christmas week? It is, yeah. This is yeah. more than we usually get for Christmas, yeah. though. Because I remember there's been times where I'd look at the email, it'd be like three titles. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, bud. <laughs> but uh, Catwoman Lonely City, for sure. Um, Justice League Incarnate, another one I'm excited about. But when after that, I'm just gonna say I hope you get uh, Crimson Cage in. Like that's what I'm hoping. It should be in this week. Okay, good. Like that. That's like almost like. Well, I'm just gonna push towards that as my other, my third one. I'm excited about because, you know, I will say this. I'm probably gonna check out the Miss Marvel book because like, I know she's got a show coming out, and I kind of wanna. I don't really know anything about her, and I want to get familiar. So probably check that one out too i'm thinking about checking out uh king conan because i I just like conan o'brien i think he's pretty you know cool if he's a king in this it should be like really cool i actually do plan on reading that one too uh i think it's going to be a mini series and i know jason aaron's doing it so hopefully it's good should be fun i'm hopeful like like it's one of those things where it's like this is a slow week so i might as well try something new yeah Okay, but I think it's Fantastic Four time. So I'm an Indiana Pacers fan, and no one talks about them. Like, I listen to lots of basketball podcasts, and anytime they talk about they'll they'll maybe mention, like, oh, they played. They don't even say if they won. And 
it's usually like they played and hey they played against the knicks the new york knicks and they'll go into the new york knicks they won't say anything about the pacers because it's indiana but oh they might blow it up so now everyone is talking about the pacers and it's just bad news after bad news after bad news and i hate it so give me a time where like People have talked about something that you really like, you know, people don't really talk about too much, like a character or a comic book. And then now you're just like, why are they talking about this thing now? Like, you know, like it's just like, you know, at its, in your opinion, worse. And now that's when everyone decides to talk about it. Sure. So one, one that I had written down, I can't use because I misunderstood the question. Um, but I will say that like any time a character is rumored to show up in like a movie or a TV show or get a new movie. Everyone's like, Oh, rush to the comic shop and like try to find their first appearance or like any key issues. And uh, it's, it's not because they want to read up on the character and enjoy it. They want to sell it on eBay and it drives me bonkers. I hate that. That's the wrong reason to want to get a comic book. So um. As far as other specifics, man, I really can't think of one for, really? for that kind of scenario. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass it over to you. Well, I mean, one big one for me, and this kind of goes with all characters, but anytime they decide to make a character gay or bi, and this isn't so much, it's, it's both sides of the coin where there'll be the people like, oh, how dare you change this fictional character's sexuality? And then the other people are like, oh boy, he's now gay. I love looking at this. It's like, what? you guys just, just be normal comic book fans. We don't have to talk. You can just like, no one's like flipping out over straight characters. Just treat it the same way. <laughs> you know, like just, just be normal for once, guys. <laughs> um, and then Hercules, like just, no one ever talked about that character and then now it's like i'm sober and i'm in a loving relationship with my boyfriend marvel boy who's another character no one cared about but now people love us and it's like way to take away everything fun about this character (laughs) miss old alcoholic hercules that no one talked about um nova also is another one that's like there's like a lot of stems from the al ewing run where it's like no one really talked about Nova. He got killed off. And then like Brian Bendez completely changed how he was killed off. No one talked about it still. It's like he had his like hardcore fan base, but that's it. But then when Al Ewing brought him back in Guardians, it's like he's suffering from PTSD and it's super deep and interesting. It's not, but you know, what, whatever. <laughs> and, and so then that's when now people are talking about him and uh, trying to think of a, a good fourth one. I mean, I'll say, like, I get really annoyed with people that talk about Godzilla, just like with the, you know, like the 2014 came out, like, oh, this is the best version. It's like only, only one better is 98. It's like Matthew Broderick really killed it in that role. (laughs) Gosh, that's funny. All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the episode. I think so, man. All right, closing plugs time. If you would, folks, please go to facebook.com slash two worlds podcast and give the page a like. You can also follow us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on Instagram at two worlds pod. 
You can email us at twoworldspodcasts at gmail.com. And if you haven't already, please go to YouTube and subscribe to our channel. That is Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube. And you can tell us your thoughts on the new Spider-Man movie. And hey, did we get any reviews this week? I have no idea. We'll find out next time. Next time on Two Worlds Podcast. (laughs) Hey, we'd love to say in chat, but you know, we got to fight them pesky Power Rangers. Bye, Bye guys. guys.